Dad pod. Well, this is a video from the well. Have a name. Podcast. Oh, midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Welcome to this week's Dadcast. Uh, all the dads are here. Dave is here. Hello. Adrian's here. Good morning. Nathan's here. How are you? I'm very well. We were just having an argument there in the uh, while the um, sting at the top was playing about the name of the show. Adrian still thinks we should be calling ourselves Paddy Daddy. Imagine we would have hit this. We would have hit the shitty little level we're at now, Dave. We would actually have hit the, the big time. Big time. All this podcast needs Daddy. to explode is a change of name. Well, no, we're getting mixed up with the Dungeon and Dragons podcast. Continuously, I'm sure there's like. Yeah, we're not getting any increase in no, listenership because of that. Like hundreds of thousands of people are listening to Dungeons and Dragons, waiting for us to start talking crap about being parents, and it just never happens. Paddy Daddy was never really in the mix, was it? No, it's a terrible name. <laughs> you were the one who laughed at it in the sting. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was laughing at you, Adrian. Not no, you. It's, it's not, nothing. I'm not used to, Jared. Let's face it. Oh. This is true. Uh, right. Okay. A couple of um, quick emails to get to straight off the top of the show. Hi lads, love the podcast and even have the wife hooked her idea to email. Well, it's great. I mean, another in the long line of uh, men whose wives are organising their social life for them. You've, you've, you've got to keep her there. Um, well, she's I, his wife. I didn't... Um, <laughs> much choice in the matter. She's, she's right? pretty much there now. I didn't you paste, stick with her. Well done. I didn't paste <laughs> in your name, so I'm really sorry about that. It just depend on the contents of the email, of course. Um, opinions in this situation would be appreciated. I'll try and keep it as short as I can. Hey, my daughter is three and started play school this year. Thanks to Vodafone. While I was in the park, <laughs> while I was in the park with her, we bumped into a boy from her class and his mom. My daughter refers to him when speaking to us as Boljack. While in the park, she said, Daddy, there's Boljack. I then joked with the man that Jack gets a bad rap from her because she always calls him Boljack. She didn't seem to find my comment amusing, as I had intended. She half laughed and walked on a bit awkward. A week later, we then received this message from the school and the parents group WhatsApp. Thoughts? Dear parents, when we correct children in class, we get down to their level and explain it to them and we use positive reinforcement. Words like bold and naughty are not used. We don't allow children to use it either as it's labelling and a form of name calling. Unfortunately, it has happened outside of school when children have bumped into each other. We're asking <laughs> the parents, please be aware of this and don't allow children to name call or leave other ch- children out. We have an inclusive practice and every child matters. Now is the time children develop psychologically and socially and in partnership with adults, children will learn to respect themselves, others and the environment. God, that okay. got deep there at the end, didn't it? Mm. Pulling the environment into it. <laughs> yeah, climate change. The environment There's nothing no answer to that. Well, he realises his mistake now, I'm sure. But was Jack being bold, I think? Is... Irrespective of whether he was or he wasn't, there was absolutely no need to come clean straight away when his daughter was overheard calling Jack bold in front of his own mother. Mm-hmm. All he had to say was, oh, she says that about everybody. His brother's bold, her brother's bold, her daddy's bold, all of her friends, her cousins, just says bold this, bold that. I don't, I'm not, not even sure she's met Jack before. But she was obviously sit, repeating it in school. Like, this wasn't just a one-off, I'm assuming. I would imagine that... God, if it was a one-off, the person who complained about that is an asshole. I read it as being a one-off. No, I would suspect that it was reinforcing what the mother already knew, which was Jack was a, bit Jack of a, was a little bit of a... Bit of a Jack the Lad? Yeah. Emailed us in with that, sorry. So just to get the credit there. Uh, and surely he doesn't want to... Now you're about to get ripped. No, no, there was no mention. No mention of my name, no mention of that. 
But, but you've like, damaged I mean, the school. This is a nightmare. But this is a disaster proof. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would have thought, here, why are you looking so furiously for his name? There's no mention of don't mention my I name. I know, but I would have thought that was in hurry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I absolutely. Are we not obliged to move on? Does he now? mention what class in, in what school it is, just so we can find out exactly who Jack is? <laughs> he thinks it's a bit of an overreaction. Doesn't matter. We can tell the truth. I would agree. It? it is an He'll overreaction. He'll live in the real world. But he should, he should have had a little more tact at the time. Lied. Exactly. Of course lied. The only reason the daughter is saying that is because Jack is obviously consistently bold in school and has... Allegedly. <laughs> because we've, cause we've suddenly we've whittled it down to a certain Jack. school. We've changed the names. I mean, I've, I've had that where, like, in one of my kids' classes, a couple of other kids who would be bold, and he would constantly be like... First, the only, anytime their name comes up, he'd be like, oh, he's always bold. He's always bold. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if we ran into them people. This is all grand in preschool, isn't it? But, like, in, in school, like, if you're stepping out of line, the teacher goes, stop being bold. Do you know what I mean? This isn't more. The whole country needs to... I think they... Do they? I think they yeah, do. That, no? To me, that's the more important strand of this piece of correspondence. Since when are you not allowed to tell a kid they're being bold? Well, I mean, like, I'm sorry. I didn't get the memo. I think and my kids know that, like... There's a difference there. That's not what she's... Oh, sorry. Well, maybe she was actually saying that. There's a couple of things. The, obviously, the labelling was the thing that she was talking about, mm. as opposed to, I think, like one's parent is allowed to say to the child, "Hair, stopping, stopping." No, bold the teachers have relayed the message that no, that's it's all about positive reinforcement, like and they don't and use words like used. Yeah, yeah, that's what? fair enough. Yeah, that is rubbish, isn't it? My kids I'd like know to when they're being bold because I'd I specifically use that word regularly. I'd like to know if that's like a one-off. We're clearly failing. Is the is the thing? Yeah, like my, well, is my that not a really also, is that not a really good thing? Yeah, which, what the, the teacher is doing that she's not using words like bold and naughty. I yeah. It if is. she has another way of dealing with the bold and naughty children, she come on the podcast. Now that we know what school she works at. Tell us. I mean, the school is a very positive place now. Well, that, I, I hope so. Yeah, but like school isn't also a very positive place. Like that's that's grand when that's working, mm. but outside the classroom, they're not just doing what they're told in the classroom. As you know, your kids don't do what they're told to do and asked to do all the time. Frequently, they do the exact opposite of it, just to see what life will be like when you do the exact opposite of it. So I don't think that it's great that we try these things. I, I think everybody would say it's a good thing that you try to remove labels and you stigmatise the use of labels as a bad thing. But you can be sure out in the yard they're going, that's Bulljack. Yeah, because that's the reality situation. Now, yeah, granted, at home, if I hear one of my lads refer to somebody as, "Oh, that's stupid, Paul," or "That's silly," whatever, <laughs> and I hear about, I hear them use that label more than once. I'm like, no, that's even though he's not here to hear you say it, you're calling someone names, and imagine how you would feel if you heard Paul saying, "Oh, they're stupid, Dylan." You wouldn't be very happy with that, would you? No, I would handle that that way, but. It's, individually dealing with my own kids when they've stepped out of line. Yeah, I'd say, stop being bold. Okay, You've so been good all day. Why are you being bold now? What's so, going on? So we don't think this is an overreaction. I do think it's... A, if if I, this parent went to the teacher and said, I bumped into uh, such and such father in the park yesterday and his daughter called my Jack bold, I think that's a gross overreaction. I think that parent is a child themselves, that they... That was the route that they found allegedly to uh, 
to complain about it was to go back well, to so, the teacher. So we, like, we, we're, we're assuming. I mean, we are, but, but we don't know. Sorry, we we, I, oh, we don't we don't know exactly. from the mother's side of things of whether or not this she's been whether like the child may have ADHD, may have some other issues that are getting. <laughs> Sorry. Or not. You're the one who put, threw us under the bus. I'm, no. just making, I'm just making sure we're... We're, we're Sorry. So the, the mother may well have been in, and the child may well have been bold in school and been having this ongoing dialogue with the teacher where they're trying to work through it and make sure everything's right. And now she's out in public and they're making great progress and it's like, oh, wait a second. Just because he did this, this and this six months ago, yeah. now he's going to be forever labelled as... Yeah. yeah. But you know, the other thing is, like, kids at that age, I certainly find it, like, our fellow three, obviously, that, like, it can become a label over absolutely nothing. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, some... pants. Well, it, it doesn't have to be, like... It doesn't have to be three years of continuous behaviour to get called poo-poo, poo-poo pants. pants. Poo-poo pants might have just done that one time. Exactly. And suddenly it's poo-poo pants Paul. And yeah. it's like... Poo-poo pants Adrian. Back in your 19 FM days. You clearly haven't moved on. Poo-poo pants Adrian. But do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of blanks in this story for me that... And the one thing that should have been a blank... Is the one thing we know for definite. But like, if that if that is the rose, right, and the parent felt that strongly about it at that time, instead of like going back to the teacher and saying, "Oh, teacher, teacher, you're standing there, you're an adult. Like, here, I'd rather you didn't. Could you stop your stop calling my child that? It's not nice. Can you have a word with your child afterwards?" I, I've thought about this in a, in a recent scenario where uh, oh, is I this? was no, no, it was um, it's actually your email. Isn't no, it's it? not. I was, I was no, because uh, I was. Um, I was travelling recently. Oh, really? And uh, I'm surprised you have any stories from it. I don't to be quite honest. It was. Um, Do your kids still know who you are? It was. Well, they were pretty happy. The three seconds in, it was like, "Where's our presents? <laughs> Give me the presents." Before I actually got my hug from my uh, youngest kid, kicking the back of my seat, right? Fairly repeatedly. It's grand for the first half an hour. I think this is going to finish. <laughs> Your kid or another kid? No, no, I wasn't travelling with my kids. Oh, sorry, when you were travelling... <laughs> are you, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, a kid... All right. Yeah. What do you do? Straight back. Put yourself in the... Make, make noises. Took me, took me a good four and a half hours to realise how the two buttons worked and how far back the seat would go. So, eventually it did. That was, was... Get a few glasses of wine in. No, I couldn't be drinking. I was on the way home. Uh, could you make a lot of noises? Like, just to... I, I looked around a couple of times. Once, yeah. And, and that yeah. was it. But... I did think about ringing the bell and going, here, listen, this kid, you, it's your job to sort this out. Well, that's a sli- I would consider that to be a slightly different thing. That's a total stranger. You're never going to have to interact with them again. It's a different dynamic than having your, than have somebody saying something to your kid. It's actually to you. I think it's a slightly different dynamic that you're... Maybe, you maybe. Can that, I, I think that and you also, can... even from a spatial point of view, it's actually hard. How do I... Can I get back How old was the kid? Roughly. Like... 16? No, five, <laughs> five, between three and seven. Like, what are you, are you getting at? Are you suggesting that we start calling out kids more? No, I'm saying that, like, uh, I could have leaned over to his dad and said, listen, here, would you mind just asking him? Why didn't you do that? Because well, I'm not very good at the, I'm like Larry David style, that would have turned into a, <laughs> your fucking child, you control this monster. More than likely in my head, I could have blurted out The that longer way. it goes on, know. it goes on for four hours I as well, you're like a it. tipping well, point. I mean, it, it, yeah. But the, 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 the worst thing about it was we got off the plane and I was oh, did you know who that was behind you? And I was like, no, I didn't. And then he told me, I was like, fuck, I'm pretty glad I didn't go over. But anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Was it like a gangland criminal or something? No. No, no, it wasn't. But it was... <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it would have been awkward. Just to, so like, that person has a... probably listened to the podcast now and they're like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> were you worried? No, I mean, they, I'm thing. sure the father would have handled it very well. 
But it just would have been one of those. Because, like, if somebody said that to me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, of course. Listen. Did you hear the father at any stage say to the child, would you just stop kicking that seat in front of you? No, because there was, there, was, there was another mewling child that they were dealing with, and, like, it was a long hour flight. And because I just know them flights, the seats are very close together, aren't they, usually? Yeah. Very close together. They are. Yeah, so you're, you've, got, you've got bad information. Uh, libelous, slanderous, oh, bad right. information. That may be some area of the plane, Dave. The seats are a little further apart. The bulkhead seats at the front. Owen thinks they're first class. <laughs> he called, no, he came up with a new class. Regular class premium or something. It was a new terminology I'd never heard of before. Economy class space. Premium. Because he had no one in front of him. Well, so he was in dreamland. So he, uh, Owen sat down with it and the, the lady came over and said, excuse me, where's your actual seat, sir? So, so he's one of those people that doesn't bother looking at his ticket and just sits where he wants. No, he, there was more space where he was and he was like, well, I'll just sit up there, there's nobody okay. sitting. Yeah, which he could have done if he just asked properly. In business didn't. class. Were you worried Not that uh, given your level of fame and celebrity that those elsewhere in no that area of the plane would have been looking at you going, there he goes again. Typical Gilroy, always believes himself to be a bit of a big deal. Can't even take a penny from a kid. Uh, can't take a penny from a kid. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's exactly what people think, Dave. I don't, I don't. <laughs> but there's obviously a lack of awareness. The par- you'd like to think you'd be aware enough as a parent to be able to say to your child, we've all been there. And you go, listen, could you stop that? And by the way, you make sure that the person in front of you can hear that you're yeah. saying... My point Here, is could that you I think that, that if you're... Uh, you don't know what this... Ma- again, you're saying that there might be some... Like, they might have been through a, yeah. a part where the kid is getting labelled and they're concerned about it. Maybe it's their first child and they don't realise that it's not the end of the world and they'll be grand in a while. And uh, he's, he's like, going to tell the school and let the school deal with it because that's mm-hmm. what we're paying the school a fortune for. But it's not because, like, that's out and about in a social environment. I think that's... If it's all down to that one incident and there's no previous, there's no condition maybe that the child is dealing with, nothing else going on that's happened over the last few months and it's all down to this once chance meeting in the park and she's run straight to the teacher, that's a gross overreaction. Concur. Right, let's move on. Jared, do not read out my name. It's the first line in the email. Make sure that's not the last <laughs> line from the Jared, previous email. <laughs> that, that's how it works. If you don't want me to read out your name, don't send me your name or tell me don't read out your name. And sometimes even when you do tell me not to read out your name, I'll accidentally read it, so don't sign it. So maybe start it with, at both at the start and the ending with that line. Good idea. Paste, cut and paste, top and bottom. Hi, lads. Really enjoying the show and I'm always telling my wife to listen to it. It's great to hear other dads talk about the same mistakes and fears as me while having a laugh. Anyway... We had our second child in June after a seven-year gap, and it's been brilliant. We tried for a long time to have another child via IVF, so it means we really appreciate all that comes with having a baby again. Yes, it can be tough at times, but it's feckin' brilliant too. All those little moments that make you so proud and marvel at this new little person. I suppose I'm coming at things from a different perspective than you lads when you joke about getting the snip and the steps taken to avoid getting your wives pregnant. So I just thought it may be good for your listeners or to not. <laughs> so I just thought it maybe well I mean obviously the easiest one uh, so I thought <laughs> right Don Wands come on get on with it <laughs> uh, so I just thought it may be good for your listeners to hear a different perspective especially from anyone for anyone who is having trouble themselves it can be expensive emotionally crippling and cause you to resent or be jealous of other couples but you are not alone it's pretty common and lads should talk about it more often and not stigmatise or belittle the situation Sorry to bring the mood down, but I just thought it might help someone else to hear from another listener who is in the same situation as they find themselves. Keep up the good work, especially you, Adrian. You always make me feel like a better parent and partner <laughs> by comparison. Oh, shit, sure, right, OK. Remember not to read out my name. Um, fair, fair. <laughs> I was about to say fair play. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know that I'm generally name. responsible for uh, people feeling a bit more uplifted about their lives. Good. 
Um, yeah, look, I think that I think that not being able to have kids is something that we should uh, probably do an episode on because um, I know various people who've gone through this and it's unbelievably traumatic. Well, everybody knows a couple who've gone through IVF and either been successful in that process or have invested an awful lot of money in it and they're still heartbroken at maybe the end of three or four or five goes at yeah. it. And uh, you can't really put yourselves in their position because... We're obviously incredibly lucky that it's happened for us, but I've often th- we really only decided that we were going to have children after Nikki's brother and their first child, <clears throat> and within eighteen months, two years, we'd fallen completely in love with her and thought, "What were we even doubting ourselves for? Let's go for it." Whereas I've often thought, if we had made that decision after she was born and it hadn't happened for us. How resentful would we have been? Yeah. I've often tried to think about that. Would we have got on with it thinking, well, we weren't really 100% sure that we wanted children in the first place? Or would we see every child, get the news of every friend's wife or, or partner um, expecting again and have it feel like another little sharp dagger in the heart? Every time you're in a, walking past a playground or you're looking at nephews or nieces, or is there this longing, deep longing within you that brings you down in other aspects of your life? That must be just incredibly hard to go through. Yeah. And how frequently the IVF fails, how unsuccessful it is as a process for so many people, um, that seems pretty heartbroken, heartbreaking. And it must be to go through it again and again. And it is unbelievably expensive, I think, in Ireland. I don't know the ins and outs. In England, uh, I think you get two free goals of... Certainly some free goals, anyway. With, um, right. with the NHS, but in Ireland, it yeah, costs an absolute fortune. Yeah. It is very much... like That and miscarriage are the two very much unspoken sides of... Trying to have children. Yeah. Right. So we and had a child and then had a miscarriage and then had, like, it was ages before we um, got, hang on a second. No, we had a child, couldn't get pregnant for ages and then got pregnant, had a miscarriage and then got pregnant almost again straight away. And that was our second one. So that's why there's a gap between one and two. Um, At the time of the, the miscarriage, how many people knew that you were expecting? Very early on, like it was kind of week nine, week ten. So, so. did you tell people then after that, we or was it folks. just something that was never really talked about? Uh, we told our folks. I didn't obviously. Did I tell any of you? I don't know if I told any. I, well, I, I, I haven't heard anything. Anything. Yeah. So that's the place to break all these personal stories when we're <laughs> <laughs> recording the dadcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like I would have talked about it before, but um, the time wasn't right. I, it's actually for, it was a completely different experience for us, like as individuals. For me. I thought, well, I kind of had expected that we would have had one in the first one because um, I just knew so many people who had gone through mm. it. And I, didn't, I didn't assume their pregnancy automatically led to a baby. Um, but when it happened, like, my take on it was, well, obviously, there was something wrong with the pregnancy and so, therefore, it wasn't going to come the whole way through. Like, science, evolution, mother nature, whatever it is mm. that you want to talk about goes, well, this is not going to be viable the whole way through, or there's something wrong with the baby, so this is why it's happening. Um, but Africa still mourns it. Like, still, like we would talk about it, you'd be like, yeah, I kind of feel like that was a, that was a, another being growing inside me. It was a real thing. And, th- like, that's not my sense of mm. that at all. Yeah. They're completely different. Well, obviously, it's very going to be very different from the, the mother's perspective. But do you think that you would feel very differently about it had you not had another child since? Uh, yes, absolutely. Like, and... Um, and if we hadn't had one at all, then, mm. like, like, it would be completely different. Yeah. Like, absolutely, it would be completely different. Um, Imagine how loaded you'd be, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
You wouldn't be sitting here with those chumps. <laughs> more time, more money. <laughs> Party time, baby. It does feel like we've had a tipping point as a society, doesn't it? On the, even in the last while. I don't know if that's just... Uh, like maybe I don't know if it, I've, my awareness is just there now that you're at a certain point in life that people have started to talk about these things more or actually if there has been a general more acceptance of like there you hear a huge amount of interviews now with people who are more open to discussing it like in the more yeah, you hear totally, about it yeah. the more people discuss it and I'd say people um, are more open to talking about it like uh, we didn't we didn't hide it or anything there was no kind of um, mm. sense it's of shame stigmatising anyway, I didn't is it? have uh, certainly I didn't have uh, it's just like uh, this happened. Um, I mean, it's so common. But there probably was a stigma, was there? Like, was that a... I don't think there was a stigma. I think it's there still... Sorry, it, sorry, was there? There was. Wasn't there was something about, like, kind of, you know... No way. I think, like, I think Catholic the church would have had some bollocks oh, around it. So that would have been a real thing. Yeah. Okay, but not in the last 20 years. Not from our mates, no. Yeah. But I, our I, mates, I, no, because they, like, they... Loads of them had had them. Yeah. Mm. Like, but it turns out, until you've had one... You don't know you that. You don't know that loads of people. And the yeah. second you tell someone, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah I had one, too. this person had one, this person yeah. had one, this person had one, this person had one. Yeah. Whereas I think, say, in a work environment, it's difficult. So like we would have had a similar situation to you after the first two, before the third was born. Definitely had two. My wife's going to kill me now. Possibly three. Right, but fuck. T- the first two were very... They were all quite early, but the first two were very early. The third, we were... It was about 10 weeks in. Yeah. So we had our main scan coming up about 10 days later and, like, had a due date, everything. So very much my wife said it was, like, she had her life planned out for the next four years of, all right, baby's going to be born in whatever it would have been, like, March. I'll finish up work here. I'll take two years. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And, like, had a sort of set plan. So this is after you've already had two. This is after we'd already had two. Have any before your first ones? Jesus, I'm ter- I, for some reason, I have in my head that possibly there was a very, very... Like, again, we're talking Early, like... A couple of weeks. Three, four weeks. Right. But, we, which I spoke about before, we had more the opposite of... And again, I'm wary of saying difficulties when I know people had genuine difficulties in terms of we never had to go for any sort of treatment or anything like that. Yeah. It just didn't happen, and we got all the tests. I've spoken about, you know, going for the test previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to go through that again. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out nothing was wrong. Whatsoever. Great. And it all worked out <laughs> just fine. You're three children testimony to that. <laughs> exactly. Especially if they're yours. But, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think a conversation amongst our wives around this would be just so totally different. Completely. Because I, my way of looking at all the pregnancies was I'd never got massively excited about any of them till the baby arrived. And like I just had this constant fear of yep. something could go wrong all the way through. And I, I was sorry, just... It's, it's, it's the fear... It's like the, I spent the entire first pregnancy terrified that it was going to happen because so many of our friends mm. we knew that it had happened to and extended people in our extended entourage. Uh, you just knew that the likelihood of this progressing because we were quite old. You were quite young though, right? Yes, certainly considerably younger than you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we were in high risk area for that kind of stuff. So it was definitely a... Uh, this isn't going to happen, this isn't going to happen, this isn't going to happen. Which doesn't prepare you very well for when it does actually happen, because you're like, <laughs> oh, right, it is going to happen. Mm. Oh, look, it has happened. <laughs> I should have learned to drive. My fear, but again, and uh, people have different views on this, I I remember, I remember my wife, she was heavily pregnant with our first, and she, someone crashed into the back of her and was sort of, you know, went straight into Hollow Street. And even then, even though I'd say she was like six, seven months, I had no, my fear wasn't about something being wrong with the baby 
my fear was that if something was wrong with the baby, how she would deal with something having happened to the baby. Mm. Which is kind of a weird thing now when I look at the child and go, oh, if actually something was wrong, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. But at the time, and with yeah, the yeah, miscarriages, yeah. so particularly the last one, like my wife's obviously, like yours, devastated, very much in mourning about it, had told parents about right. a week beforehand. Oh, yeah, but your parents. Then, yeah, so my parents, so her parents. Saying, yeah. I, like, I don't know if we had told anyone else, but... Um, and oh, also, just the entire experience, and I've spoken to other people in the office who've um, gone through similar, like, the experience in the hospital is an absolute disgrace, the way it's handled. So women who are having miscarriages are treated the exact same as the way as women are having babies. So you come in through the so same entrance. So you come in through the same entrance and you go out through the same exit mm-hmm. and you sit in the same There's room. everywhere. So my wife sensed something was wrong, say, 10 weeks in. So we went into uh, the hospital. You go into the same day ward that you go in for all your other checkups. You sit there. There's 55 pregnant women around you in various stages of happiness and you go in and get the test and I remember straight away it was a young nurse and she was like, I can't, yeah, yeah, definitely something. So I, I'll get the consultant and straight away my wife is like, I, I know, like I knew already there was something up and the look in her face tells me. So the consultant is, all right, I'm going to need you to go up for a proper scan. So we go upstairs for the proper scan into a room with 10 heavily pregnant women. Uh-huh. And my wife is like... Barely showing. Yeah. Barely showing, in tears, sitting there, like, for everybody, for my wife, for the pregnant women who are yeah. obviously going through their own shit, yeah. I'm going, wait a second, stuff can go horribly wrong, and they're put, literally sitting it right here in front of me. And then you go in, you get the scan, you're told, and you walk back out, and you queue up alongside all the pregnant women to be discharged. You're like, how can this be? That's traumatic. Surely there's a way... And look, I understand the health service is pushing and all that, of going, if you think there's an issue, when you arrive at reception, you say, I think this is a problem. Okay, actually, we have a separate room down here, and you can go in there, and you can relax, and you can wait, and nobody will bother you. And if you need half an hour afterwards to compose yourself, that's perfectly fine. And there's obviously a physical process that needs to be endured as well. It depends on the time. In some circumstances. Mm. Because, you know, from chatting to a couple of people I've known, that can be just an awful 48 hours, 24 hours. Mm. Like, it's painful. It's obviously emotionally painful. But what you guys have been talking about, it just represents the, the complete and utter physical and emotional disconnect that fathers have from their children until they're actually in their arms. A little bit, it does. Uh, and There's a protectionism there as well, though, obviously. It struck me from the two of you chatting that that's... You know, particularly if you've been through it, then you're like, well, um, let's not get too invested in this thing until, like you say, you actually have it. You're mm. protecting yourself. Ultimately. Well, you're just yeah. not feeling it every day. Your yeah. body isn't changing. You're not going through morning sickness. There's, your life really doesn't change at all, where your wife is already physically at one with what's growing. Yeah. You're just kind of Actually, going your first your pregnancy, life. though, those nine months are some of the best nine months of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it at the time, though. Didn't realise at the time, but yeah. boy, I partied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, like again, we're probably slightly different in that what you're saying like both of us went on and had kids afterwards so there's an end point where you can go actually it's okay we're all worked out and now I can look at my daughter and go actually oh, if that had happened you wouldn't, wouldn't be here, here and yeah. we could have had three boys and you know uh, whereas like obviously for lots of people like as you say if it's, you're going for your first then Mother it doesn't Nature happen Mother Nature looked down on Nathan went I'm sorry this isn't for you kids <laughs> that, you know, like, nice. I've never heard someone word it like that that's a really interesting way of putting it where if you do have an extra an, an additional child that you know you would have ensured 
wasn't here had you already mm-hmm. had the third child. That's there a really been, interesting there was, way to There was even a time overlap for us, so like it wouldn't have been physically possible, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, yes, you might mourn what might have been, but at the same time, you're looking at your beautiful daughter going, like, talk about fate yeah, working I, like, weird ways. My always constant explanation of the whole thing was that, like, it wasn't meant to be. The, it just, whatever, the, the human body is remarkable, but it's also incredibly smart and knows, look, this isn't going to work out here yeah. somewhere along the way or there's been some genetic mm. malfunction and or some health issue. or like It's not like this was a perfect child that was going to come and, and lead a full and brilliant life. It was like, this thing doesn't work. Let's move on. We'll, we go again. That's, it's the most serious piece of correspondence we've got. I was thinking That's about the, the most serious conversation we've ever had on the podcast. Well, I'm about to bring it down. I was thinking of um, when you were talking about the difference between the men and women of that bad GA manager speech that they always make between the they bring in the rashers and they bring in the eggs and they're asking, are you the rasher or are you the eggs? The pig is committed. The egg is only here because the chicken had a shit. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> and I'm, he, I'm still not story. quite sure why it's relevant to this conversation. <laughs> the dad, the dad, in this instance, the eggs were like, you know, we can, we can wait, but the... The pig is committed. Mm. Gotcha. Did they win that game? No, I don't think so. He says no. <laughs> it is true. It is weird, though, in that, like, talking even about the fertility side of it. Like, the amount, I would say, half of our friends have gone through some sort of help that I'd never, literally, I never would have thought anyone would. I thought it was a sort of 1% club yeah, no. of people. But it turns out, no. Very much not. And you wonder out of... The rest of your friends, how many have gone through it and just have never spoken about it? It's well, it's not like, yeah, particularly, and like maybe we're not the, like, I coped quite well with the miscarriages in terms of, again, I hadn't, like, I came to work, I'd say, the next day, and my concern was more about, as I said, my wife, that, mm. you know, you're not coming in, like, you don't tell anyone because it's just a, I don't know. What's the forum like? like what's the yeah. mm. well, particularly if you haven't even told people. Like it's that you're so, again, it's, in the first so, it's obviously totally different if something goes terribly wrong when everybody knows. But if nobody knows, I don't think you're gonna. No. You're gonna just bring it up. The other thing is like who, who's going to bring up the fertility treatment and the difficulty of that and like uh, you know is it worse it, in Ireland than any other country in be. terms of the pressure to like, have babies like or... the you know. You've got married two years later, every Irish mammy. Mm. Well, when are you having kids? When are you yeah. having kids? When are you having kids? Yeah. Ah, yeah I think people like, have copped onto it a bit more now. Yeah, and also, like, that's, you get that pressure is just like, for yourself to like, let one in, in one ear and out the other, obviously. Like, yeah, but it's a different type of pressure if you're actively trying to have children. That's, a di- that's an entirely different thing. <clears throat> Which is why I've always avoided ever mentioning something so cack-handed Here's the because thing. for you know they've been married for three or four years and they never have any intention of having children and they've ruled it out completely or they have gone through four years of torment and are mm. learning that treatment might be the only road or maybe they've gone through a couple of failed treatments so, and there's you saying oh when are you lads going to get, get, get your skates on mm. and, and get making babies because it's just so clumsy it's, and it, it's so many people well, fall into that trap I, kind of, the counter argument is with good friends you should be telling them to have their babies early now, in respect, that you've come out the other side of it. And I don't mean in a cack-handed manner, but in the right environment, I think in the right environment, my life lesson is uh, get married early, have babies early. And it's get a good, divorced it, by 50 and... Uh, again. 
Well, that's Den- Dennis Quaid your way out of but life. Like, I, but you know, most people heading into their thirties have, have haven't decided whether or not they want to be fathers and mothers yet. I know, but here's the thing: like, it turns out your experience with your niece was something that if you could tap yourself on the shoulder now, you'd be like, "Here, listen, you and Nikki, you've been together for such a long time. You'd be great parents. You don't need to wait to see this. You you can do that. You can be the one who inspires whoever it was." to have like in retrospect maybe you guys had your babies all at the right time we had this conversation but like if we'd had ours a good bit earlier we'd be just as happy I'd be worried my kids have had the opposite effect on people who are considering <laughs> having children <laughs> um, one last point for me on that thing like of the pressure right like my view would be that people who say that are not trying to be pricks about it right they're saying that probably because they love you right and they're like actually you'd be a great parent and like they're, they're doing the thing that Jared literally just said Right, they're the ones that are going, by the way, you should do that thing. And like maybe they're not saying it with the exact uh sensitivity that they should. But like I I for me the actual cliff edge of the conversation that we've been having here about whether it's to do with miscarriages or with IVF or whatever treatment it might be, um the cliff edge of that conversation is your capacity to turn around to that person and say, Well look, do you know what? Actually here's where we're at at the minute. Like that's the tipping point. Your honesty is almost the piece that changes that conversation because they're not coming from a bad place generally they're not trying to be pricks like they're not like oh what's wrong with you they're, they're like we love you oh, we'd I love to see you have that. children no one is doing it from you know a, a standpoint of malice mm. but it's it's particularly I think if you're talking to a, someone who's in a marriage and they're in their 30s or relationship and they're in their 30s you know there's if they haven't got children there's a mm. there's a reasonable chance that things just aren't going according to plan yeah in that instance though that's like a, is everything alright conversation how do you feel yeah. about the fact that this isn't going to happen to you like, like an ideally it's a good friend or it's a family member that's saying to you jeez yeah. it'd be great if you had kids like so it's not some random or going oh you know what I mean like so you like the openness to be able to say actually things are not going like we would have planned a lot of people don't want to put that on others though mm. like they don't want to be they first for a start if someone has said to them oh when are you having kid, kids they don't want to make that person feel bad so they won't bother saying anything mm. they keep it bottled up you have to tell. You have to talk to people about it. Absolutely. Like I've got a couple of people who've sat down and talked to me about a miscarriage, and I was so happy they did. Mm. And I think they were so happy they did, because you can't just take it to work, bottled up in your own mind, then go home, and the only person you can talk to about it is the other person who's directly involved, your wife. Oh, yeah. Like it's like anything as regards mental health. You just have to get it out. Safe but that's I think most people will. I think most people will take it. I think most people will be like that. Where who would. I think it'd be very rare somebody makes you like that anybody feels bad out of that conversation other than to say Jesus I'm sorry I didn't know that and I'm an ear for you it's the bit that you're actually having it in the first place though I think you were talking about isn't it yeah after it's happened yeah Yeah. Uh, alright well if anybody wants to um, share any stories with us then feel free dadcast dad What's the email address? See, if we'd called a Paddy Daddy, we would have had a very straightforward (laughs) email address wouldn't we? Nobody else would ever have stolen that email address dadcast at offtheball.com you don't send. Is, you're asking that, us, is it dadcast you're, 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 off the you're literally the only one with the access. <laughs> is it not written on one of your... No, it's not. Uh-huh. It's not. They get uh, bounced to me. Right, here's some good holiday advice, because it is that time of the year where actually you, you smart people are already booked. I'm, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not giving the name of the place. Just trying to get my finances in order so I can book early. Oh, OK, right. France. Oh, you, where I went last year. Are you back to the same place? You go back to the same place, yeah? Yeah, 100%. No, Portugal. And you're not Prices getting a, are good. And you're not getting a freebie? <laughs> no. And, I have, and I'm, I'll be perfectly honest, I've never had as many 
DMs. Not in the way I ever imagined. Hey. Uh, people sliding into it. I've literally had about 20 people saying, what's the name of that place? Definitely going there. Have you gone sniffing now, around for it? I should. Well, I, wait, I don't even know where you sniff around. Well, you put up on Twitter, hey, for all the people who are DMing me, <laughs> at <laughs> Costa Del Nathan or whatever it's called, I'm coming for you next year, guys. After you booked, then the compass. See, I think once you've, once you've booked and you've paid the money, they're not going to give us no another company after yeah. that. No, it's too late. No, what not you like need it, to do is... Not like you to be, to be fair. Not like you to be out front saying, hey... What you need to do is... I'm obviously very wary of going back now and meeting 1,700 people who are like... Oh! <laughs> every, da- every person in the dad cast listener, which means I can't give out to my kids once for the entire holiday. And I have to be like... Deposit, and they'll be like, oh, you're the long-suffering wife. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay a deposit, then publicise how great the place is, get more people to book on top of that, and then surely, eventually, they'll say, I should, you know what, don't worry about the balance on that account. You're grand. Have a great time. And you'd go, no, 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 I insist, because oh, my, I'm a man ethics, of it. my <laughs> ethics will not allow it. That's all-inclusive, you said? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Come, you said. That's absolutely yeah. fine. We were considering a, a, a mini-break next week, like in a hotel somewhere. Oh, yeah. Any oh, recommendations? Just, what are you thinking? No, I just thought, like... Amber Springs, Gulford, it's amazing. No. Oh, yeah. What's the story with Amber Springs? It's class. They've got these um, family rooms. What county is that in again? It's in uh, Wexford. It's in Gorey. It's like an hour away. Less than, it's been there in 20 yeah. minutes. I just, I'm just thinking, you know, the first night we'll be there and oh, yeah. we'll just be going, what, 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 whose idea was this? Why? Because we're all in a room screaming oh, so, at each other. No, 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 no. So they've got this like, closed off area with blackout blinds, which are bunk beds, that like, is this kind of separate pod within the room. So... You get them, right, make right. sure they're asleep, and then the big screen TV, and it's like absolutely perfect. Check the schedule. Facilities. I mean, this is an advert. Amazing, <laughs> um, amazing swimming pool. Amazing swimming pool, great bar food, and then there's actually a really nice restaurant that they'll get you a babysitter for on the premises, so you can stumble down after your lunchtime oh, yeah, drink and stumble back to the bedroom. Right is there a kids' club? There's a kids' club, yeah. Honestly, it is... Next week. I'm, I, I talked about this on maybe you weren't here after when I came back from no, I, d- I didn't I give it such a glo- you, you mentioned it was good you never mentioned how great it was yeah. there go to Amber Springs amberspringsie yeah maybe. <laughs> it's available the, now from I'm, I'm, we're planning sure a similar you, break sure actually, you get the, so. um, next week uh, the next couple of weeks yeah make sure you get yours aren't in school don't go next week then it's our first experience of midterm slash school because it's midterm so we arrived and there was a guy with like a bunch of uh, birds of prey so they could get over and kind of like they were stroking owls and stuff it was like and there's there's like a crazy golf and there's a all on the premises so you arrive you don't leave and you everybody leaves two and a half days three days later absolutely thrilled that reminds me to recommend a visit to Rusborough House for the National Bird of Prey, Prey Centre it's amazing oh yeah they're standing Where's there that? with peregrine falcons on their arms Where's the owls Rusborough House down in Wicklow Let's not move off ambersprings.ie too, too hastily. <laughs> What's that, Adrian? You're free to go I'm choose the week. Up, I'm literally looking up dates right now. If no, Amber here's Springs the thing. You're all dependent on me getting my shit together to get this open. Oh, that's a good point. Get that out. Get that out today, Joe. And hook them in with, a, with an Nathan Murphy style handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag great breaks. Right. Is that, surely, that, surely that's the next avenue for our dad, dad cast. Live show from Amber no, Springs. Yeah, but like, the, you know, we can supply like, definitely. we're like the Groupon of podcasts. Buying discounts for all. I, li- I, like, uh, I like this idea. Go on, keep going. <laughs> so, like, we'll pr- stumble upon something here, Nathan. We'll, um, you know, just slip in a mention for Amber Springs, yeah. and all our listeners can get like twenty percent off. They get good business. We get free holidays. 
amherstbeans.ie forward slash dadcast for hashtag yeah. dadcast with every booking works and uh, they get their discount and we get the kudos right but, I mean, but we, get the, we get the free holidays and maybe some cash as well it's obviously <laughs> <laughs> maybe some cash as well <laughs> spending money, money. <laughs> <laughs> Be right, I haven't even, I haven't even got to this email yet, but we got way late. I, um, I, did you notice that when we mentioned Gory, our producer JP's eyes lit up? I think he's had a different experience oh, of, of Gory than you have. That... I got some recommendations from him, actually, the last oh, time you? I was down there. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's lots of good... Uh, probably not places you can bring kids, though. I know they were, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah. Amber Family Suites Upgrade, limited availability. Oh, well, for some people, Adrian, I think <laughs> you're fine. They're very much available for you right now. It's actually booking his holiday as we record the That's podcast. A big, yeah, stop. Three nights B&B, two dinners and a spa treatment. You never even mentioned the spa treatment, which is the key to unlocking this entire oh, thing. The key to the, and by the way, Very I always find value. you don't Very want a spa treatment for two. What you need is kids club and spa treatment for your wife. Yes. And then you've got two hours oh, of just yeah. sitting on your own. Sitting on your own. Sitting on your hole. <laughs> Although Adrian checking out his uh, potential holiday destination there beats Nathan in last week's pod where he pretty much fell asleep. During the podcast, right? He did. No, he actually. <laughs> did any of you? Did any of you? Did that see the light of day? Did one of you it put it up? A, we queried it afterwards as to whether. Well, um, it's still alive. It's like, it was saved. Oh, I doubt. But no, it was saved. Did I, I thought you Tuesday. were then going to put it out. Oh, I had no intention of doing oh, that. Oh, good. So. All right. Led you to that conclusion. So we've two to put up after today. Oh, come well, on, lads. We should put this one up. This one needs to go up. first. Nathan falling asleep was not a highlight of the podcast. Right, sir. Sorry, you still haven't read out this email. The most recent one that we did was the one with the author. No, Chumps, you didn't even tell me it was there. No. Oh, that was last week, was it? That's no, the last you one were that's been So this is actually episode 43, and episode 42 is not You were not away last week. I was away no, last week. No, we did one when you were away, so that... Okay. Sorry, the most recent one we've published, I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. Carry on. Hope, hope all is well. This one comes from Rob, who does want his name mentioned. Uh, hope all is well, given the time of year when people start booking holidays. See, this is, the, this is the insider information that most parents don't know. This is the time of year when you book your holidays, irrespective of where you're going in the world, because the value is good, and there is availability for what you want. So why don't you book our holiday now, Chair? We tried to book our holiday this time last year, but we got too wishy-washy and then ended up not being able to go anywhere. Anyway, don't make the same mistake. You need to uh, book your holiday now. I wanted to share our experience from last summer with my wife and kids, who were aged two and a half and four when travelling. Doesn't tell us the age of the wife. With a hotel pick near Malaga, we started looking at the best combo of flights, and unfortunately, on the most suitable day to fly, my wife had a work commitment she couldn't move, with the flights the next day costing about 400 quid extra. Roll on the best travel experiences of family we ever had. The four-year-old and I headed off on the red eye to Malaga, collected the car, checked into the hotel, did a grocery shop and had a kip in the afternoon while my wife and son got an evening flight on the same day after her work, arriving at the hotel with little hassle, no baggage to worry about, no delays for car rental, luggage, car sales, etc. I took every bit of hassle out of travel. No, I want to subscribe, Mum. I want the phone. It's the way forward. All the best. Rob. Rob Byrne. Come on, Rob. <clears throat> Sounds like a good idea, actually. Well, it's just the old divide and conquer. Yeah. It's, it's applicable to all aspects of parenting, not just heading away. You'd never think about it for a uh, holiday, though, would you? No. No, I'd almost be afraid to broach the subject. But it works so beautifully in every other facet of life. Uh, the amount of times over the last... In fact, very recently, last few weeks, one occasion was because one of them was sick and couldn't go to school, so I got to spend the day with him. Says the smoke man with two kids, not three. I was just going to say, <laughs> I have a major problem with this. You, you take away all possibilities of them fighting with each other, scrapping over the same toys, that stuff. We're like, oh, no, get away. I want mommy to tie my lace. Well, well, she's upstairs, like, doing something else. I'll tie your bloody lace. No, no, it has to be mommy that ties my lace. Good God, what is this conversation? <laughs> we wander down a separate uh, rabbit hole. So it hole gets here. rid of all of that. You go for a kip in the afternoon. That's had that, that was the best line of the email. That just sounds yeah. magical. 
it's uh, it's something I think also everybody a bit should of crack to his traveling with. Mm. Yeah, you can actually it seems to cut down the amount of cr- you know the amount of like baggage that like just nonsense stuff that you carry with you as well. Obviously, if you've only got one, yeah, you guys are screwed with the baggage while you still have uh, baby that young together. nappies and stuff. Yeah, we don't have to pay for the flights, so oh yeah, there is no but they don't get a seat. That's true. <laughs> they don't get a seat. That's true. So it and, might and be three, worth sometimes two two and under is free, but no seats. And After that, you pay for seats. I think you do. Yeah. Um, I did. I think I mentioned before. I went on a short break with uh, Con during the summer. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, and it was a great couple of days. Where really did you go? Good. Where did we all? In Spaffen. Right. It's brilliant. Like, were you with other people? No. Just the two of us uh, in Spaffen on your own. Uh, so, right. so relaxing. I was. I, the biggest conundrum that I had was the Whether not to ring your wife an hour into it. <laughs> the hotel. The phone reception wasn't great, so. Uh, um, oh. No, the biggest conundrum was that we were staying in a hotel oh. and like it was a small hotel and so why the video monitor? So I was discussing with my wife the etiquette of putting the video monitor on and going for a few pints in the hotel. <laughs> or what how that was that was that bad? Was that like was that something that should so be done? Or, Con in the room. So Con would be in the room a ho- like high profile case of somebody leaving their exactly. children and going down. That, <laughs> that name was mentioned in uh, the counter argument. What who what? Um like the Madeleine McCann. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus! Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of once that name <laughs> was that an obvious no. Once that, once that no, name was like <laughs> once that name got put out there, I was like, all right, well, I can't do that. <laughs> but so one. so it would have been like I was in the bar, a couple of like not three minutes walk away, but I'm watching him on the video monitor, just to make sure he's all right. So you did go to the bar? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't. But could not. you not have just had him down in a buggy as you suck pints? Uh, he's kind of at that. Maybe too awake. He's probably at that age where did yeah. you get him to sleep? Put him in the buggy, asleep, and then bring him up. Yeah. So he why then? Like Does he transfer well? Sessions in the pub. So, uh, no, he's he okay. Well then. So, no, I didn't think it was a good either. Uh, to be fair, I went to bed every night at like half seven, eight o'clock. Woke up fresh the daisy the next morning, which was as well, which was as good for me as going for the few pints. But yeah, is there not a good insight in all this though? Into clearly the parents are the problem. So if you're at an airport, two parents, <laughs> two children. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. Yet if you were to separate out and take one child each and not yeah. talk to each other until you arrive, That's a good it'd point. be a very nice experience for just, everybody. Just do it in the airport. So That's everything that he's talking about... That's genius. Just in the airport. Why has no one ever put that idea forward before? Want to be up the top of the plane? Want to yeah. be down the back of the plane? You, you can spend on. some quality time. You side. sort out that. Because half the stress is... Here. I told you... What, why are you doing that? What, That's right. Why, why, are you, why are you giving him that I now? Oh, if you want to go to the toilet... No, no. I, I, I want to sit with mum. That I'll hit mum. No, no, that's done when... And they can sit with mum on the way back. How do you do it with three, though, lads? That's, oh, we're screwed. Like, it's... Yeah. We are. Game over. Okay, but I'm definitely taking that on board next like time we go travel. Right. Hashtag Dadcast at DadcastPod on Twitter. we got to get out of here. Anybody, anything else they want to get off the chest very quickly? How good did you say Amber Springs was? Really good. Even the name, it's such a great name. <laughs> Drop in the Constantel Nathan there, give us one more go. Well, no, he wants to book well, his first. I need to book mine oh, first. do it next week after he's... After so just in case it. I don't get the freebie, I want to have booked it There's on no the cheap. Fr- you know, I'd get the name out now, Nathan, if I were you. I feel like it's an English Can't company. Do any harm. Well, then you're screwed. Book them in. Twitter, Twitter right, in. on that note, we'll see you next week. Thanks, million folks. Bye.